Back to back nights with your boys, Mike and Mish. We're here. It's 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we're doing our thing that we do every week. What's up, Mike? Two words. What are they? Usana corn, tahuil, sohanawang. Ten syllables, homie. That's Try impressive. Try to say that fucking five times fast. Who, huh? is, who is Usana corn, tahuil, suhanawang? Yeah. What is that? Who is that? That is. Tell me who that the is. The brave, brave woman that will be fighting Christine Faria at Knuckle Mania 3 coming out of Thailand, 17 th- and 3 in boxing with 16 knockouts, only lost three times in her bo- in boxing against an undefeated, uh, the three unanimous decisions. One person was undefeated, uh, I think 12 and 0 or 13 and 0, and both of the other competitors had more than 20 fights. So, and she's 2 and 0 in bare knuckle. So and it sounds she, like a decent and, and fighter here. Yo, and if you guys want to watch her, she fought twice for BKFC Thailand, and she's massive. She's five foot seven, got a, a five foot eight reach on her. She is a uh, five foot nine reach. She's got a sixty nine inch reach, five foot seven. Uh, she looks like she cuts pretty significant to make one twenty five. So Christine's got herself a challenge. Finally, I'm, I'm happy. I, mean, I, I, li- I like to see this. You know, I want to see. Tahuil Suwanawang. Yep. Suhanawang. Usanakon. Tahuil Suhanawang. So, guys, that was big news today. We're going to talk about that press conference a little later, but we got two guests on the show tonight. We got a killer from, from Smith Brothers. We got a killer from Goat Combat. Devin, Smith, uh, Devin Gibson's going to start off the show tonight, and then we're going to follow him up with Tony Loco Soto. Before we do that, no, not Beck. Big Ben, you saw the press conference. Stop Stop playing around. Don't be silly. Um, don't be silly. Sponsor time. Norcom Mortgage and Michael Mish are delivering the American dream to those who serve America, helping veterans obtain the dream of home ownership. They offer programs that include no money down, no first-time homebuyer requirement, 100% cash-out refinances, rehab loans. They can help you purchase a home. Purchase a condo, refinance an existing mortgage, create a dream home with rehab loan. To learn more, visit www.michaelmish.norcommortgage.com or call 860-884-2103. Or, I love it, you love it. Learn more. To learn more contact norcom mortgage you can get them on their instagram you can hit up the number that was in that commercial right there you can you can directly hit up mike mish himself and he will help you purchase your home not mike and mish or mish mike mike mish, mish. that's yeah. right you heard that Don't right god damn it not and, confusing and a, at all and another quick shout out to our other sponsor of course we always rock in their gear they're always lacing up fighters guerrillawarfareapparel.com go there use the promo code mike and mission get 15% off your purchase with that said what a day in bare knuckle we got a guy who's making his return to the squared circle next week in Myrtle Beach against Albert Inclan he is 2 and 0 in the flyweight division he's looking to plant his flag in that division as a top t- top title contender his name's Devin Devin Gibson he is the Canadian assassin Devin Gibson what is up Devin how's it going yo 
There you are, man. We haven't seen you or heard from you in a while. How you doing, man? Yeah, it's been good. I actually just got done watching the press conference about five minutes ago, too, so I'm pretty pumped up. So so before we get into what you're up to, what were your thoughts on uh, this wild event that happened in Albuquerque today? Uh, It was crazy. Yeah, I I was laughing just because, like, they they went at it, and then uh, Feldman threw his hand up on Lorenzo's neck, and then that's when everything got back. (laughs) (laughs) The Feldman Dude, me, movie's me in the middle of everything. He is. He's right. He's right in. He is. He's a scrapper. And and I'll tell you right now, I don't know if you felt the same way, but Mike and I, when we were watching it live and they fell off the back of that stage instantly. Oh, when yeah. we when yeah. yeah, when we just talked, he felt the same way I did. I was like, Oh shit, what if somebody got hurt and they just fucked up this? Yeah. And they were fine. Oh, thank God they were fine. Man, I thought crazy. the fall was bigger than it was. Like, it seemed like they fell off of, like, the back of the stage. But I yeah. feel like it was only yeah. really, like, a small step, kind of. Like, it wasn't, like, an entire, like, five or six feet, you know? Either that way. Either way. Rolling an ankle, anything. Yeah, it would have fucked for sure. Oh, man. But you know what, though? This is, like, the BKFC have themselves the closest thing to a John Jones versus DC rivalry that they've ever had in this company. And this is the kind of thing that'll just create even more of a buzz towards this this uh, this sport and this company and this event. I mean, that event they're they're inside a nine thousand seat arena, and I would not be surprised if that thing is filled with that Albuquerque crowd yeah. down there. Well, it's like it's so big. Like I, they put out the email for early bird tickets, and I almost considered going. Like it's so yeah. far, but it was like it's such a good event. It really is, man. But let, let's talk about you for a second, man. You uh, you fought twice so far for the company. You are 2-0. and You look impressive in both of them. You fought two times in New York. You're finally going to fight somewhere outside of New York. Uh, you're venturing down the coast a little bit to Myrtle Beach. Um, what have you been up to since uh, since the last New York event? What, what have you, you been doing? Any uh, glove boxing, staying busy at all in your in your spare time? No, we had uh, one thing come through for for another event, and it just it just didn't pan out the way the way that we hoped. Um, so we've just been training, we've been getting better, uh, uh, just just really working towards this moment, trying to get back back in here. Uh, we got a couple big things coming up this year, so so it's uh, it's looking twenty 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 three is looking a lot more promising too for for activity. And you know what, man? The the one twenty five division is uh, starting to build up a little bit. You got John Dotson in there now. Jared Grant has made his way down there. Uh, we talked to David Diaz last event when he fought Travis Thompson, and Travis was trying to convince him, "You are not a one thirty five or cut cut a little bit of that, shed a little bit of that baby fat off, and get down to one twenty five yourself." Yeah. And now you're fighting a guy named Albert Inclon, who is. Uh, a very, very vocal, kind of a wild fighter himself. He fought David Diaz in his first fight. Um, what do you what are your thoughts on Albert and um how do you see how do you see this playing out when you get down to Myrtle? Yeah, I uh, I, I know like immediately after like the fight got announced, Albert was trying to uh pull his antics, I guess. Um I I don't I, I'm not an emotional fighter. I, I I don't care. Like nothing nothing really gets to me, so uh when all that was happening it kind of kind of died down a little bit um i i i think once we get down there it's it's just 
I, I can see things building up during the weigh-ins maybe a little bit. Uh, but as far as uh, the fight itself, I'm just uh, 100% ready to go do the same thing I do every single fight, and that's just uh, outclass them and uh, really just make it a fun fight for people to watch. Yeah, usually you see Albert in the uh, comments over on, say, Only Hands or Bare Knuckle Fight Club. He's in there. He's constantly talking trash to everybody. He's hey, relentless, one, too. Yeah. You, well, and the one, nice, the one nice thing about it, I know, like, when he was when he was fighting uh, Diaz, it was uh, – he was, I guess, not really uh, affiliated with anything. Uh, I was talking to Kevin today. I said, the one thing about it is uh, – I do think I'm going to outclass him. I do think I'm going to finish him early, but uh, he's had a year of training at credible gym. Um, he's been working hard. That's, there's no doubt about that. Uh, so hundred percent, I'm getting the best Albert and clan there's ever been. And that's the way that I got to look at it. Yep. I will tell you this. I gave him an invite to come on the show. I was going to actually have him on the show after you tonight. I gave him the opportunity and he, politely declined he said i am not doing any podcasts this time around i'm not talking to anybody i'm trying to do nothing but focus i know that i'm you know i'm fighting for my life here and uh nothing is in his sight except for you so i would imagine that you are going to get the best albert and clown that you can get and uh, i'm interested to see the growth in his game because like you just said outclass you are very technical you're you're a very technical boxer i i have no doubt in my mind that you are going to be the more polished boxer in the ring that night because the one fight that we did see him in he was kind of fucking all over the place and, and wild with david diaz so let's see yeah what, let's see what a year let's see what a year gives him you know what i mean he he could have really tightened it up who knows well yeah that's uh we we've been really working up over the last 10 months as well more like my knuckles like as compared to the last camp or holding up so much like i'm i don't do anything with gloves anymore uh everything is just geared towards being able to box the way that i want to box for the entire fight no limitations uh we've been really working on the clinch too because i do know albert he didn't look he didn't look awfully good in the clinch uh when it got to that point um i guess the the biggest thing for this fight is like yeah like i said he's had a year to get better he will be better there's just i've had 17 years of world-class experience and you just don't figure that out in one year you know i i have to um stick up for the bare knuckle uh the bkfc's tryouts a lot because i see people here and there and they'll be like oh whatever whatever comes of a bare knuckle tryout uh fighters and i was like well first of all lorenzo hunt is a tryout fighter right he came from the tryouts and then i i always name you and i feel like and you mentioned this earlier you haven't fought for a little while but the fights that you did have you were very impressive and i always like to remind people like hey devin gibson still fights for the company don't forget about him you know you said you got some big things coming up outside of this fight do you have more stuff to show you know do you have like things planned past this to try to put your name out there more and and get yourself I, out there because yeah. i really do think that trying to keep your face in the spotlight like you said maybe even going to knuckle mania three do it get your face in that yeah. crowd take pictures with the fans what do you got planned yeah so uh like 
it, it had like I tried putting out things over social media over the last year. I tried pushing as much as possible to get back in there. It it seemed like at a point, like no matter what I was doing, it wasn't working. And I honestly, I felt like a little bit of a jackass sometimes. Like it, it, it putting some yeah. post up and I'm like, that's just not me. And I'm like, it, it just, I, I feel like I'm at a point where it's like, I'm going on more podcasts. Like, like I have been going on, I've had interview with the Canadian press this morning. Uh, I've been on here. I went on the BKFC show like a little while ago. I'm just trying to keep things keep things running, let people know, like you said, like I am still here. And I appreciate that you pushing my name too. Uh, but I am here. I want to fight. I want to fight always. I want to fight whoever. Uh, Knucklemania, like I want the winner of Dodson Grant. I, I want anybody who might come down and wait. I, I want any of the best fighters that uh, that are going to be at 125. And I want my name in, the, in that uh, top position right now. Well, Today at the press conference, David Feldman was asked about um, the 125 division. And I think John Dotson was asked about the 125 pound division. And Feldman said that whoever wins the Jared Grant, John Dotson fight will absolutely be up for a 125 title fight. Who on the other side of the ring, who's going to be there? Who fucking knows, man? It could be, you know, Reggie Barnett coming down from 135, or it could be, you know, somebody like if you go out there and just absolutely look flawless and murk this dude and go to 3-0, and you know, maybe you just shoehorn your name right into that conversation. It's, it's such a new a new division and such a shallow pool of names that who knows, man, you, you get your name out there. You make a little noise. Like Mike said, you show up at a couple of events. Unfortunately, this day and age, social media is kind of important, dude. If I know it fucking yeah, sucks. It does suck. Me and, <laughs> me and Mike are making a living off of it right now, but we don't like doing it either. I would rather just sit and talk to you guys and go to the events and talk to you guys at the events. But unfortunately, you kind of got to stay busy on there. You know what I mean? It, it is yeah. a shitty well, I think you guys, I think you guys do a fantastic job anyways, but thank oh, thanks, man. appreciate that. Um, yeah. Who knows? Uh, we're excited to see you back in there, dude. It, it's been, it, did, did you go like one fight in almost a year before you fought again? And then now you're almost a year again until you fight again. Is that like, uh, no, they, they had me, uh, cause those two New York cards were pretty much back to back. They had it. Oh, uh, that's right. That's right. You know, the four months in between those. So it was, I had two months off, went back into camp and then, uh, and then after that they hadn't had New York since. So I hadn't really come up. Um, uh, South Carolina, I was honestly a little, little surprised about uh, just because Albert's from Arizona. Uh, so it, right. it seemed, it seemed yeah. like a bit of a random location to, to throw us in the mix, but I'm not complaining at all. But yeah. You, when they when you heard Albert and Khan's name and you know where he's from, you're like, oh, that's not too far from Albuquerque. Are we going to be on that card? And you're like, nah. They're like, nah, man. Yeah. Myrtle Beach, bitch. Go down <laughs> there. Was, yeah, there was, uh, Albert, like I will say, like when when that name came up, there was a few other names in the mix, like for for the rest of the year, like that are big, big, uh, big fights um, that that potentially could could arise. Um, but Albert was like one that I never expected to hear. Uh, I want to ask you that when you look at the when you look at the division right now, are there guys that you do want to like you want certain guys? You'll you'll go you'll go fight Albert right now because that's the one that's placed in front of you. But was there somebody else in mind that you wanted to go after? Were you asking for anybody? Yeah, those those uh, top three, I guess. Like like if Reggie came down, Reggie, 
uh, Dodson, Grant. Um, of course, JR is always there. Uh, Marciano Hernandez hasn't fought in a while. I don't know if he's still around, but there's a lot. There's a lot of good talent. I just uh, I want to get right away. in the comments. Right in the comments, right there. There's a name that like yeah everybody forgets about because he's only fought once, right? Daniel Alvarez. Daniel oh Alvarez. Dan, yeah, Dan, Daniel Alvarez too. Like uh, he, I know he had uh, he had been they've been trying to get him a fight for a while too. So he's uh. And he did really well against JR, like really well. Oh, yeah. So yeah, that, he, that's another name in the mix too, but it is one that goes under the radar too, for sure. Yeah, he was, uh, I think he he was an underdog in that fight in Orlando and ended up winning against Ridge. And they actually have him ranked yeah. fifth in flyweight. So yeah, yeah, he definitely is somebody that's flying under the radar right now, hasn't been able to get back in there. Uh, but there, there's, there's a, a bunch of people there. So you've got your you've got your pick yeah. of the litter, you know. You go through yeah, this yeah. fight right here. You, you got your pick there, and uh, by the looks of I it, hopefully, hope, and that's the thing. Like I, you, you want to feel like you have the pick, but then it lets something like this happens where you get a random name, and you're like, all right, well, you're gonna fight. But I hope, like I said, like the those five guys we just named off, like like I, if the BKFC's listening, that's like that's where the direction we want to go. I, I. Uh, it's tough, going, it's tough going through these training camps and uh, and being back and just waiting and waiting and trying to get to those names, but you just uh, it's just a waiting game, I guess. Uh, you've been through some pretty crazy uh, training camp episodes in the past too. I remember reading about and maybe even we talked to you about them, like in boxing and people not showing up and take spending all your money on it and not fighting yeah, like yeah. that. But that's actually when I was talking to the Canadian press today, we brought that up because that was actually it's funny the way things worked out. It was almost destiny because the when I went down there in those three fights didn't pan out. Uh, The only reason that I really knew about BKFC was because the the girl who drove me back to the airport said, why don't you try this out? Gave me a few names. And uh, that's the direction like I went like. So I probably would have been gloved boxing right now if it wasn't for, wow. wasn't for that whole situation. Wow. That's pretty That's cool. pretty cool, man. That's a great story. Um, and now you're part of the fastest growing sport and fast growing business in that sport in the world right now. And entering their fifth year, they're about to like blow the roof off this fucking thing. And, and they're, they're talking 40 plus oh. events this year, opportunities to grow as a, as a fighter and, you know, TV as as a name, you know, as a fighter in in as a name in the sport, you you have massive opportunities this year. Um, I can't wait to see what they have in store for you. I know Kevin pushes for you a, a lot. He talks about you a lot, but just like Daniel Alvarez, I would imagine that like, you know, Kevin brings your name up with with Nate, and and Scott brings up Daniel's name with with Nate and they try and they try and they try to find you guys an opponent and these guys just don't fucking want to do it. And maybe you and Daniel should just fucking throw down. Right. Yeah. And that's like the other thing too, I guess, like for, for me, like it likely was ticket sales and location and it's tough. Like, like I'm constantly pushing, uh, pushing like Canada, maybe Alberta definitely 100% is a place that they can do it. Uh, it still would be tough like for tickets out that way. Cause it is like a far plane ride, but, um, like, eventually ontario like it's it's so difficult but yeah we got daniel that pop up yeah nice that's good um yeah it would be really cool to see bkfc um 
yeah. jump up into Canada, wouldn't it? Like they they did they broke ground in uh, Thailand last year, then and then the UK. They're talking about Puerto Rico and maybe another Mexico card and Latin America this year. And um, yeah. dude, maybe go north, maybe go north to Canada. Your your I know your your manager is probably pushing for that, right? Yeah, it's it's honestly like I brought it up before. It's it's uh it's just the Ontario Commission. It's like it's so difficult. Like there's definitely uh there's definitely room to like do stuff in Alberta. Uh like they've already had a show in 2019, I think. Uh it's like different promotion obviously, but um uh yeah, yeah, I just I I, I think like if there's a way around it or there's like uh even like like getting up to the top of this sport and uh trying to be a pioneer and getting getting this uh into ontario that's just uh it's it's a must honestly depending on who this tv deal is with because feldman has been you know dropping little nuggets here and there about a tv deal and and there might have been a couple of tv deals as far as we know because we don't know who they're talking to exactly right but it seems like the deal is either done or closer to being done than ever before. And once that happens, it makes the sport that much more legit. So hopefully it can sway the mind or the minds of whoever the commission is made up of there and in, in, in Canada yeah, and yeah. in Ontario or wherever else it might, it might go, you know? So I think cool. once that, that passes and they, they, they actually not passes, but once they sign that contract officially and release it, it's got to be one of the big names, right? It's got to be one of them. So it'll make it, it'll step it up a notch. And then more people will be like, Oh, they're going to, Oh, cool. They're going to show that. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll show that too. You know, with yeah. them money talks, right? That's, yeah, that's yeah. what it is. They want that money. They want to get their hand in that pot. So, yeah. And so you get these commissions that have no problem with somebody kicking somebody in the face with a shin bone or elbowing them in the eyeball with the fucking point of their eye. Yeah. But God forbid you punch somebody with a closed yeah. fist. You know one I mean? of these things, though. Well, it's, yeah. It's crazy, though, because he, Especially like, on me. Ontario is probably like one of the hardest, like, in the world, if not the hardest, because they still, uh, as far as boxing, have same day weigh ins. Uh, Amateur MMA isn't even legal here still. Uh, Damn, wow. Yeah, it's 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 difficult, but it's, <clears throat> it just pull takes it together, a, Canada, or a change in uh, a, a change <laughs> in uh, the upper upper management. But well, in a second here, we're going to talk to you about cleaning up Canada a little bit. But before we do that, Chevy Bridges is hounding us in the, in the comment section. He wants he wants us to ask you uh, best thing to eat in Canada that's only in Canada. Oh, that's an easy, well, not like, I guess it's made its way into, can I guess, USA, but it's, it's Putin. Putin. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is it called Putin? I was going to say Putin. it's either, either or. Yeah. It's okay. It, uh, I see. I don't Putin. even know what that is. What is it's it? fries is with Putin? gravy and like cheese curds, right? Uh, yeah. You yeah, want to, you okay. want to hear. So, uh, <laughs> I guess like, when was that? I went to the boxing hall of fame in New York, uh, years ago probably 2014. Uh, so this is, yeah, eight years ago now. So when I was down there, I went to the McDonald's and uh, I went to order, not realizing like I wasn't in Canada anymore. And I had asked them, I'm like, okay, uh, can I get a poutine? And they looked at me completely uh, like, yeah, I, unaware of like what I was saying. Uh, so they 
but they were went above and beyond. I asked, I said, okay, uh, well, it's fries with cheese and gravy. And the guy behind the desk said, okay, you know what? I got you. He goes to the back. He comes out. He's like, here you go. He hands me a burger box with the French fries in it, forgot the gravy, and just a slice of cheddar cheese on top of it. Uh, okay. <laughs> like I was going to say, dude. How did they get the gravy? Yeah. Oh, God. I, I'm glad you said you just had cheese because I was going to say, where'd that motherfucker get that gravy from? Yeah, you don't want to know. That wouldn't make that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, that's super awesome. I, that is very cool. I didn't even know what that was. I didn't know they served oh. it at McDonald's in Canada. That's pretty fucking cool. Man. Oh, it's it's How so underrated too. It's one of my favorites that we have out here. It is good. How pizza pizza place is, is, uh, are you sure it's not pronounced Poutang? Poutang. <laughs> oh, Poutang, yeah. Yeah. They serve yeah, that yeah, at McDonald's yeah. too, Howie? Yeah. Only in Norwich. <laughs> it's called oh, the McTang. Yeah. The McTang. No, that's super cool. Now that I now that I know that, that's I'm gonna try that if I get up there. Or if you have a, if I ever next, find it in a next, restaurant down here, for sure. buy some and bring it with you and we'll try it in South Carolina. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be good still. Yeah. I'm trying to, uh, it up. yeah. Air fryer Maybe. will do the trick. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Five minutes <laughs> in the air fryer. All right, man. Well, Hey, we're going to play a game with you called cleaning up Canada. That's funny that you say that we talked about them com dirty commissions up there. Not, not dirty. I'm not talking bad about you commissions. I'm talking like you need to get with, get to get with the program, clean it up Canada with, Devin Gibson, all you got to do is eliminate one. We're going to give you two names. And you're going to keep one in Canada and eliminate the other one. This is a send dangerous them. game. Yeah, yeah. Get them out. Get them out. Send, yeah. send them off. Deport them to the We're old about to United get you. States of America. Here we go. We're about to get you arrested for hate speech online. Yeah. Let's go. No, 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 no. First up, you got to keep one. You got to get rid of one. Who are you cleaning up? We got Celine Dion or Alanis Morissette. Celine Dion's an icon. I got. I got to get rid of Alanis Morissette. Oh, uh, goodbye, jagged little pill. Yeah, you ought to know. <laughs> yeah. You ought to know. My, uh, when I was younger, my uh, my my dad used to have like uh, the nicest Celine Dion picture up on the wall with like just wearing a Montreal Canadiens jersey. That was uh, that was uh, yeah. My childhood walking around the house. So the Celine Dion, hundred percent. Yeah, you're a big Titanic tell you, fan. Yeah, the only song I know from her is from Titanic. That's it. You yeah. probably know many more and just don't realize it because she's got a lot. Probably not. Yeah. Number two, get rid of Ryan one. Reynolds or Ryan Gosling. Oh, that's easy too. Uh, keep Ryan Reynolds. Get rid of Ryan Gosling. I'm right too there easy. with you. Yeah, you and your notebook. All right, here you go. Number three, Mike Myers or Michael J. Fox. Okay, that one's tougher. I'm a huge Michael J. Fox fan. Um, but Mike Myers, like, yeah, uh, <laughs> Tuffy. woman, that one's oh, man. honestly, probably just so people don't hate me. I'll keep Michael Myers. Nice. There yeah. So he can keep killing people in Halloween, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good. Different Mike Myers. Mike. Yeah, yeah. Oh, He's... that's right. The other guy. Uh, all right. No, number four, oh, Wayne Gretzky or George St. Pierre, sometime pronounced George's St. Pierre. Yeah, this okay. Is, you gotta get rid of one. I, I thought the last one was tough. This is this is even more difficult. Yeah. What am I just sending them to you guys or am I yeah, like they're no longer Canadian? You do not consider them, them Canadian. Get the way. hell out. Man. No more Putin for you. Yeah. <laughs> I think I gotta pass on this one. 
Oh, you, know, I you don't can't know pass. <laughs> this is the one that'll. This is the one that'll lose you fans, right? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Supporters will go. All right, we'll, we'll skip that. All right, one. you we'll know what? You know what? Okay, I'll get. I'll get rid of. Uh, Essentially, second. I'll get rid of Wayne in the summer, and then uh, <laughs> I'll keep George year round. Got to keep right. George. He's the combat yeah. sports guy. Wayne Gretzky yeah. has done nothing for the combat sports industry. <laughs> damn it. That's it. That's the answer right there. Number five, you got to keep one, get rid of one. Drake or Justin Bieber? Who's sticking around? Uh, I get rid of Justin Bieber. There you go. Drake, yeah. Peace to, peace to your bum crease, buddy. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. Yep. There it is. I think Not you just did a good drop. job. Those were I tough. Mean, Drake, cleaning Drake, up Drake, Drake, uh, Drake's Toronto rep and Justin Bieber's mostly out in Florida now anyway. So they're yeah. where, wherever he is. Yeah. Bootleg. You're right. He does. He's always at the Raptors games showing off. All right, man. That was fun with you. Uh, we cannot wait to see you back in there against Albert Inclan on um, January 27th. Next yeah. week, we will be there, man. We'll see you in person. We'll hang out with you and Kev. We'll have a good time. We'll do a little interview face-to-face. Um, take a minute and say a few things, and we'll let you get out of here. Sure, yeah. Uh, looking forward to it. Uh, looking forward to seeing you guys down there, and I uh, really appreciate the uh, opportunity coming on the show again. Hell Absolutely. Yeah. You're welcome anytime, man. I hope you're more active so we can get you on here more often, all right? Awesome. Thanks, guys. All right, brother. Take, take it, it easy. easy. See you next Later. week. There he is, the Canadian assassin himself, Devin Gibson. He's looking yeah. good. Dude, that kid is zoned in at all times. I'm telling you. He's yeah. uh, he's dialed in. He is ready. He is tired of waiting. And he's ready to plant his flag in that division and call it his own. Bam. We have another guy who's been building his name in the meantime. Uh-huh. In the meantime. While we've been waiting on Devin Gibson, this guy's been active. He uh, actually is an award winner for us in our very first mission accomplished bare knuckle awards most viral mofo in the company yep and he's fighting a new opponent um and i can't remember what his name is right now wanya wana wana let him him say let's bring him on his name you guys you know him you love him tony loco soto what is good brothers what's up what's up what's going on if it isn't my favorite Brooklyn gangster. Yeah, what's going on? You're on that 56K? Got the pajamas, just kicking it, relaxing. Got the goat on. You already know what it is. But, uh, yeah, his name is, uh, I believe, the way it's spelled, uh, Wanya Reed. Um, Wanya Reed. Wanya Reed, yeah. When you read, my, you my... get smarter. You know what I'm saying? That's what they say. <laughs> What's up with your internet right now? Yeah, you you look like you're hitting up the 56K modem. We back in AOL? Are we in a chat room? 16 male, Cranston, single? What's up? Oh, hold on. He might not be hooked up to his Wi-Fi. Yeah, he needs to to get that Wi-Fi hooked up, bro. Yeah, yeah. Look at it. I can't believe Mike quoted, so I married an axe. What do you mean? Ready? Hold on. Woman. I know. Whoa, man. Whoa, man. Yeah, props to anyone who freaking remembers Dude. that shit. She was a thief. You got to believe. She stole my heart and my cat. What's <laughs> up, dude? Is it better? Yeah, uh, I hope so. Yeah, it's better. All right, yeah. I'm just on the couch lounging, man, just chilling, watching the show, man. Uh, Lampin'? Gibson's a cool-ass dude, man, but I'm a little upset, yeah. man. How break over Justin Bieber? You got to be a believer. <laughs> <laughs> listen to you you don't mean that oh man hey 
So you were supposed to fight uh, Mara, right? Yeah. He got yeah. an ear infection. And then were there any other names that popped up? Talk to us a little bit about what went on in the last week or so. I, I reached out to that Andrew Yates, and I, I was down to fight that motherfucker. And uh, he couldn't make 155. He said, let's make it 165. I'm not fighting 165. I'm not doing that. I'm trying to fight 155. And, uh, so, you know, a bunch of people uh, pretty much reached out to me. And then, you know, of course, the matchmakers did their own thing. And this is the opportunity they presented to us and me personally. Um, I don't really like it. Um, but it's not my, at the end of the day, it's not my decision at this point because I'm ready to fight and they're putting a body in front of me and I'm going to fight. Um, this guy is no, no fucking slouch. He trains at a really good gym, trains with some real good people. Um, you know, I, I don't look past anybody. I, I don't, I don't think, you know, anybody who breathes the same air as me is, you know what I'm saying? And that gets in that fucking square circle is going to be scared. We're going in there to fight to fight. It is what it is. Um, but I'm gonna tell you right now. A lot of you motherfuckers saying, oh, he's fighting another debut. Bro, it's another last second opponent. These motherfuckers are dropping like flies. It's not my fault. It's not. Tony, can I talk about this for a second? Because a lot of people will jump at the opportunity to jump on a person like yourself or whoever when they're fighting debuters. But these same people out there say that Jimmy Sweeney is the greatest bare knuckle fighter of all time. And I challenge all of them to go look at his record and his 15 and three record or whatever it is, 10 of them were against debut fighters and four of them were against one and oh or one and one fighters. So fuck all that noise. You fight the guy that they put in front of you and you fucking move on. You get the win and you move on. I, I like, I hate that conversation, man. And truthfully, you know, you, you prepare for one person and of course you get hit with another curveball. But at the end of the day, this time around, I trained for any person, not just a person. So I feel really well prepared. I'm 100% um, ever since the first fight. I was never really 100 yet. I actually, you know, started doing some cryotherapy and some some different uh, recovery techniques. And I feel great. Um, I got a clear head. Uh, I'm just ready to go and put on a fucking show. I want to look my cleanest. I got a game plan. I want to stick to it. You know, the last couple fights, I come in with a game plan. Then I'm like, fuck it, let's go. And I just fucking just go like a wild man. But I think I need to sit back a little bit and uh, really do what I do in the gym and utilize my fucking striking, man. I'm actually one of those guys in the gym who fucking, I really shine. And then when I get in there, I'm just like, ah, I'm going to kill fucking mad dog. So <laughs> I need to. I no need pun to. intended, mad dog. Are you caught? But, uh, you know, I, I'm. I'm here for the fans. I'm here for the people. I got a lot of, you know, I'm, this is not a, a local fight for me, but it's still relatively close. I got a lot of people coming, coworkers, uh, friends, a lot of supporters, family. And, I, and, and that really means a lot to me, you know? And uh, I really, really, deep, deep down in my heart, I really want to give a, a big <laughs> shout out to my partner who took the fight, man. That's a lot of fucking balls. And, you know, I can't wait to get in it with you and put on a fucking show, bro. And it will be his debut in, in bare knuckle. Like you just said, he's got a boxing background, but um, yeah, shout out to anybody. that will take their first bare knuckle fight on a, you know, 12 day notice or whatever, whatever the hell it is. Now I noticed that a lot of people were um, piping up on, on the old interwebs to uh, want to fight you in the meantime, while they were looking for your opponent, 
were uh, any were any of these guys um, even I, presented? That I accepted any and whoever, man. I accepted any and whoever. I could screenshot and send anybody, man. I accept whoever. I was ready to go. Like I said, I didn't trade. I, I, of course, we prepared for a particular bet at the end of the day. Like my coach said, we don't prepare to fight a person. We prepare to have a fight. And that's what we're going in there to do. So I'm, I'm ready to go. And all I know is after this uh, is said and done, I was already told that there's a big name behind. So I need to do what I do best so I can make it to that next level. So I go from being one of the lower tier fighters to be one of the high tier fighters in the organization because i feel like with all the hard work i put in i think i belong there and i need to really show it and go out there and do it and get local on it is is there a possibility that uh maybe you come out of this fight with a win you take on the winner of the james lily uh bobby taylor fight is that oh, something that would interest you i love that shit bro bro i would love that shit bro I would, woo, look at these things, bro. I would love to put these on one of them motherfuckers, bro. Don't even get me started, bro. I would love it. But at the end of the day, I got to stick with the matters at hand that it's right in front of me, and I'm going to focus on that. And after that, we do what we need to do. But I'm focused on, focused on Reed right now. And by the way, I see you looking at my stories, pal. <laughs> but yeah. There's no hiding on on uh, on social media anymore. Like you can't, you got everybody knows who's watching who. That's a fact, man. That's a fact. But uh, you know, I I've been I've been sick before, like back in the day, like when I was amateur boxing, like at least since I had a fucking 103 fever and I still showed up to fight. So you know, my my original opponent, something about an ear infection or whatever. I don't, dude. I worked fucking between. 12 to 16 hours a shift and still hit the fucking gym and hit the so i, I you know when I, yeah. the opportunity presents itself man he probably needed more cowbell but eh, it is what it is you know i have a fever yeah walk it off pal take a walk well look look i mean the guy i don't know he got he got clocked pretty good against brandon allen more than a few times so i wonder if that did some damage to him and he just didn't realize it till now that it's like been affecting him since then because you know what i mean like hi that's 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 not good if you got like an infection like that where you can't get rid of it in your air like that would scare the shit out of me man yeah that fucks equilibrium up you know you, you right when you think you got your shit whoa i guess i don't you know but uh yeah, man. Is, is it is it normal for like full like I'm I'm asking this 100 honestly because I don't know my kids have gotten ear infections but I don't really ever hear of adults getting ear is that a common thing? Um, well, not too long ago I I had one but I oh. fucking went to the store and bought eardrops and just cleaned my ear out with some alcohol and because I sweat a lot and I wear you know the headphones so sometimes maybe the sweat will get in there and build like a fungus or some shit that shit happens but. You know, I take a fucking shower and clean your ears out. Boom, done. <laughs> it's got to get one of those things with the cameras. You ever get caught watching one of them freaking commercials oh, on social media? You're going through, all of a sudden you see some fucking dark <laughs> little hole. And next thing you know, it's picking out some wax out of someone's ear. And for some reason, you sit there for a minute and 30 seconds and watch the whole freaking thing. Disgusted the whole time, but yet you can't turn away. 
And then I go, how much is that thing? Does that really work? And then I click on it. And now I'm looking at the price. I'm watching the on the reviews and shit. I'm like, what am I doing? I'm here for 10 minutes after I was disgusted from the first second I saw this. <laughs> hey, babe, can you get in here? Can you, can you, you know? <laughs> but, um, Jesus Christ. But yeah, you know, kids kid, are liable to get it because, you know, kids are kids. They're going to touch stuff, touch their ears, touch their face. You know, it happens, man. But adults, it's a little different. You know, we're... You hopefully were more cleanslier and just cleaner and, you know, you know, the whole fucking mm. getting cool. You douche your ears, you know? Let, let me let me take the time to show you these fucking things, bro. These I was going to say, uh, I noticed that your hands are starting to look similar to a guy named uh, Lorenzo Hunt. It has a hand built like that now. Yeah. Where yeah. it looks like you're growing a fifth knuckle off the, uh, off the index knuckle there towards oh, yeah. the thumb. That mm -hmm. thing is fucking something, man. You've been doing some serious hand conditioning, I see. <laughs> it almost have, looks like you have no toes on a foot, right? <laughs> like, I have big fucking hands already, but what I'm saying is the knuckles, bro, these motherfuckers don't realize you, you, you this, this is different, bro. It's I, like you got built-in brass knuckles there. It looks fucking insane. <laughs> not over here posting videos of me. I did it once. I posted one video of me. One fucking video of me hitting a fucking brick wall. And I was like, I'm not gonna give these people away my fucking, my, my, my secrets, because I built it up from that. And I actually do tap, I do it once a week. And I fucking, I do little drills on the brick, but I'm not hitting it, I'm, I'm Superman, I can, oh, motherfucker, no, I ain't, not, get arthritis like that, bro, I'm, I ain't trying. So it's little taps, little things like that, build up what's called the loco fist. Once you get the loco like this, you see that shit, bro? You, you can find that on locofisting.com? Yes, locofisting.com. They come in a variety of colors. Black or the blue, depends on how you're feeling. But um, what I was going to say is I want to find real quick. Let's go back to Albuquerque because I know he's fighting on this next card. I was supposed to fight Chevy Bridges. Chevy Bridges pulled out because he hurt his hand. Then he still hops on social media talking shit. Don't talk shit if you back down. You lose your fucking shit talking card. That shit is gone. The shit talking card is gone. You can't do that. He's in the comments right now. He says, "Are you gonna Are you gonna come to Albuquerque so I could take your ice cream?" Broke my hand in like forty fucking seconds. I kept throwing it. So, what are you gonna do? Just, just saying, just saying. I just had to put that out there. Now the fast. Okay. <laughs> fucking. You know, it comes in a variety of sizes. I train. I've trained to hit things and hit people. Um, my guy that I'm fighting has never fought bare knuckle. He's fought gloved boxing. It's a whole new ball game. You know, you're gonna get deterred when you get hit. Some people get hit and they're gonna oh shit, and then that's that's gonna click in. If it doesn't, and you know, we we stand, we're gonna scrap. You know, I, and and I and I look forward to it, man. Fuck it, let's scrap. Let's put on one for the for the fans. Let's have a good time and. Go eat some steaks and ribs after, bro. I'm with it. You never know um, how the guys that, that come from traditional boxing that do not have an MMA background are going to fare in this sport. You have examples that everyone wants to pull up, like Pauli Malignaggi and Derek Finley and Chop Chop Corley, who all came in, didn't really quite realize what the sport was and, and didn't succeed. But then you got the guy like Devin Gibson that we just talked to, grew up about, grew up strictly boxing um jared grant's a boxer howard davis is a boxer 
these kids are all transitioning pretty well to the sport. So I, I wonder how, you know, as this sport progresses and there's more, more to, you know, people are watching it more and they're realizing that there's more of a science to it than just fucking, you know, standing back and trying to use the sweet science and bare knuckle. That doesn't fucking work. You need to work on a clinch game. You got to get a little dirty with it. You got to up the fucking, um, the out, you know, the, the, the rate of output, it, it's, it's a lot faster pace. You know what I mean? You agree with me on this? Oh no, absolutely. And, 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 you know, once you get into it after the first try, you alter everything, everything you thought you knew, you don't. And that's the thing about it. And, and of course it's a puncher's chance game. It's a puncher. Anything can happen at any time, but a man who's prepared for anything is a man who will succeed in anything. And that's the fucking point I come at. Because with this fucking bare knuckle shit, bro, I swear, I thought I knew this shit. Oh, yeah, I fought on the street. And that, bro, when that first fucking fight happened, I was like, yo, yo, my hands. I felt like Kevin Hart. I was like, I wasn't ready. <laughs> I, I was in all types of fucking pain the next day. Coming up to my next fight after that, I was like, all right, I'm going to condition these motherfuckers. I went online. I started looking shit up. I started looking up fucking different methods on how like the the you know the monks how they how they strengthen up their hands and I, and I was looking up how to strengthen up my forearm and all types of shit like that man and even even trying to strengthen like I'm not gonna tell you I'm not gonna put it out there on the line but certain things I've been putting on my eyelids to strengthen up my eyelids so they don't uh, bleed that easily when I get punched so li little things that I've been doing to to try to level up with this bare knuckle shit. I Damn, think, you into witchcraft now and shit? Cold. It's called mind your fucking business. <laughs> He's making tinctures. But for real talk, boxing and bare knuckle are very fucking similar. People are saying, oh, the MMA? Yes, it does have it. But boxing and Muay Thai. If you're doing boxing and Muay Thai, I think that right there ties in perfect. Real because of the clinch, because of the hips. Because of the close quarters with the Muay Thai and all and the hips and all that. And then the boxing with the distance and knowing where you're at. All that shit. If you do those two things, man, you'll be a successful bare knuckle boxer. I fucking guarantee it. I want to uh, address a few comments here in the section. In the comment section, Russ Maxim says that you have a hoof and not a fist. That is a <laughs> My hooves. <laughs> Look at my hooves. Um, yeah, that's a hoof. Look at my hooves. <laughs> my hooves. A little Freddy got fingered shout out right there. That, that's not every day. These are knuckles, bro. Look at them things. Dude, they are no joke. Um, in the comment section, Ryan Perez is in there. He said that Reed is training with them at Slaughterhouse, so he is learning the the the, the bare knuckle ways. You know that Slaughterhouse pumps out a bunch of a, a bunch of bare knuckle guys out of there. Um <laughs> Chevy Brit Chevy Bridges says that uh, he did not pull out of the fight. He broke his hand and doctor's orders. He couldn't doctor's come out. Doctor's orders. Doctor's orders. He couldn't fight. He's it wasn't a pullout. Okay, his pullout game is still strong. He says. No, I don't know, bro. I don't know. When I sign a contract and then later, I'm like, oh, well, whatever. All right. So I can't wait to see you guys out there, man. Hell yeah. It's going to be a good time. And um, and I know that you have, I don't know if we want to bring any on, you've had some online beefs lately too. Um, are, are those in the back of your mind right now? Or you're just not even thinking about that shit and you're just going straight to the fucking fight reads the only one on your mind. And that's all okay. target target in your crosshairs. And that's it. 
Don't give a fuck, bro. Don't give a fuck. I go and I do what the fuck I do, bro. If some if there's a bump in the road, we deal with it. If there's something, if you, if you're traveling somewhere and something's in your way, go around it. That's a fact. All this all this online shit, bro. I'm telling you right now, all so comfortable talking shit. It's crazy, bro. It's crazy. You can't be a certified loser and talk shit, bro. At least get a dub in any organization, bro. You got motherfuckers who are so trash to go into that slap shit and still losing, bro. You come on, bro. Step it up. I hate that. I, I got to say, it's one of those things that, look, yes, I will watch it because it's like a train wreck. But I, I just can't. I don't know. I don't like it. I think it's dumb. Like, I don't. What is this? Yeah. So you slap someone in the face, you don't defend, and someone gets knocked out, and then you don't even get a chance to fucking hit them? I mean, it's so dumb to me. I don't get it. And it might get in boxing. I couldn't make it in MMA. I couldn't make it in Muay Thai. I couldn't make it in kickboxing. I couldn't make it in bare knuckle. Let's see if I can make it in slap. Oh, wait. Couldn't make it in that either. So what's next? Fucking cupcakes, Scouts of America? Fuck <laughs> Cupcake Scouts of America, man. <laughs> I, it's going to be a good time down in Myrtle. Have you, I mean, how far do you live from Myrtle beach? Uh, I don't know, like three and a half hours, maybe three and a half hours. Yeah. And I drive past all the good food places and man, rough. get that, get that way in done. And then we'll go get some good food and have a good time. We'll talk That's some shit. My tradition ever since I fought with bare knuckle, I've ate the same thing after weigh-ins and I'm looking at What what is the uh what's the go-to after weigh-in meal? Well when all right, so when I used to fight MMA, it used to be sushi. After that I had sushi and I had pho. I could load up on all my carbs and all my salt. When I started doing bare knuckle, it's a little bit of more of a of a bloodier sport. I figured fucking steaks. So I've been going to Longhorns and getting a big old fucking rib out potato. Man, probably two of those motherfuckers, bro. I'm, I'm dying for some stuff, bro. I've been eating chicken for like six fucking weeks now. I'm dying. You ever see those bodybuilders um, that post the videos of like a table full of like cheeseburgers and french fries, and then they smell the french fries, <laughs> and then they, they like pick up the burger and smell it, and then they <laughs> eat like bare uh chicken breast with like no seasoning and then they smell the french fries and eat like broccoli <laughs> you ever see that shit dude i'd be on fucking netflix fucking killers or some shit if i did some shit like that bro i'll be fucking... uh, <laughs> yeah they're trying to trick their minds and shit it doesn't work but uh hey man what'd you think about the press conference today did you, did you check it out working all day bro i got as soon as i got out of work i went they got it, it got a little crazy, Tony. They needed uh, they needed some COs around to uh, regulate a little bit in there. Tony, I mean, uh, the two that you would think got into it, got into it. They ended up falling off the back of the stage, knocking down the backdrop. David Feldman was in the middle of the mix like he always is. Um, and surprisingly, they settled it down. They reset up the tables. They reset up the podium. They reset up the backdrop, and they – continued on with the press conference it was pretty impressive that's wild shit bro honestly you gotta expect it. if lorenzo hunt's involved you know shit's about to hit the fan bro. i mean he just brings that that fuck around and find out attitude but i think this time around you know fucking around and he's finding out with the real mother 
Mike Richmond's a fucking dude, bro. You know, I, I think I think Hunt's gonna have more of a fight on his hands than you think. Uh, I can't wait to see that one, bro. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have the popcorn and the fucking wings laid out for that. I'm gonna be sitting right here watching it right in the living room. No, man, we're gonna be there live, and I cannot wait to see what the hell goes on in Albuquerque, man. It's gonna be fucking insane. I, um, fuck, man, I, I'd rather eat wings on my couch. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, play a little game that uh, Mike, Mike, you came up with this with this uh, this game here, and you're gonna explain it to to uh old tony here Uh-oh. so if you watched the show last night we did something similar to the game we're doing tonight with you but we did a game with jake Lindsay, and it was called gypsy lingo because you know he's the he's the gypsy that's his name right but we all know that our buddy tony loco soto right here is from brooklyn right he's got that accent you can hear it and uh so I made up a nice little game for you tonight, and I and it's called. I think I heard that in Brooklyn. Oh God! So we're gonna give you a word or a small little phrase. Okay. And then you got to tell us what it means. Are you ready? Kyle will. I'll do. I'll do my best. Kyle will take the first one, and okay. it goes a little something like this. I don't even know if I know how to say it. Afanabola. No, it's Afanabla. Afanabla, okay. I don't even know that one. I don't fucking know. That's like an Italian. That's from like Benson or Afanabla. That, that, that sounds like something you call somebody when they get to the room late or some shit. They come to the party like you fucking Afanabla. I can't even fucking say it. I don't even know. <laughs> Afanabla. All right. Well, the, the correct answer there is irated, uh, angry, go to hell. Yeah, there you go. I was right. There you go. Boom. <laughs> All right, number two, the faccia brut. Faccia brut. That's a fucking Italian word. You keep saying Brooklyn. Yeah. The Italian words, bro. You should have put like fucking scooch, your goddamn scooch, or this fucking Yeah, money. scooch is a word. Yeah, that's one too. <laughs> that's an Italian word. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck out of here. These mooks. Okay, let's see. You gotta, I have no fucking clue what that means, bro. What you got? What is it? It means it? you got an ugly face. You faccia brut, huh? Faccia brut was commonly used by uh, Livia Soprano in The Sopranos. She said faccia brut all the time throughout the whole series, man. I did, I did watch that shit, though. Number three, Mama Luke. Mama Luke, yeah. Mama Luke is fucking Mama Luke. He's a fucking, that's probably one of the, you know, you call me like a piece of shit, a fucking low down, dirty son of a bitch. You know, you fucking Mama Luke. You can't trust that Mama Luke. You know what I'm saying? He's a piece of shit. Or an idiot. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. They all go along that line. Yep. They all work. That's a perfect thing to call people, the Mama Luke. Well, yeah, if you're Italian, if you're from Brooklyn, you call him a fucking, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> call him a cocksucker. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's, that's the biggest. Perfect. Hey, fucking, fucking, dick dingle. <laughs> <laughs> Number four. Ah, marona mia. Maron. No, we say maron. I've I've said maron a few times. Not the yes. mia. Maron. That's like ah, oh, like what the fuck, you know? This fucking idiot. This fuck maron. You see that shit, bro? He put water in the sauce. You know, shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
water in the sauce. That's a big fucking deal, man. Don't put water in the goddamn sauce. This ain't tomato fucking soup Campbell shit. What are you doing? Fuck out of here, bro. I'm going to give you so many rights, you're going to be begging for a left. Okay. What'd you get? <laughs> All right. Last one is uh, Vafanculo. Vafangul. Vafangul. Vafangul means that means go fuck your mother, but this is. Uh, is that how it's spelled, Mike? Or you say I, I've always said uh, Vafangul, but is that how? You I think that's how people say it now. Oh, Vafangul. Okay. Oh, I think that's what that means. Yeah. So it's what you're thinking, but that's the way that it's spelled. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But you need to, you forgot real like real ones that we've used and I've used. It's pal. Like listen, pal. Sport. Hey, chief. Come here, pal. Yeah, buddy. Hey, t- take it easy, pal. All right. You fucking. You're raising. Your- you know, shit like that, you know? I'm Lord, not your pal, buddy. If the guy's older than you, the most disrespectful thing you call him is, hey, hey, sport, come here. He's like, what? <laughs> sport. <laughs> hey, oh. sport. Okay, get over here, Turbo. Okay, Chief, take it easy. Like, shit like that, you know? Like, you, you got to – and what, what was the one my friend – oh, uh, fuck. He used to call me a fucking mook. That was the biggest thing. I mean, yeah. my friends but see a mook. People think they know what it means. Mook can mean anything. It's the way you say it. It's like, you know, like, this motherfucker, like, you know, he shouldn't have been at this party, though. This fucking mook just showed up here. Like, what do you want to do? You know, or if you're hanging out at some way and this guy shows up, hey, this fucking mook is, it can mean however you want it to mean, you know? But I like it. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, I think I've said called people more cocksuckers than any word in my life. I think I've called a fucking old inmate cock. Like, I, it's my word. You you know what our favorite word is around here? A stunada. You gotta be crazy. What are you a stunada? Get out of here before I whip you with the mapina, huh? Hey, fuck. I make you sleep on the veranda tonight. You know, I remember. Hey, Scott Scott just drew an, uh, a word in the comment that you use a lot, and mink. You can say mink. Yes, he does say mink, which is mink. I think it's cool, right? Cool. Mink. Mink you like fuck mink you like mink you like what the fuck man uh, or or if I say just mink yeah that's like I it's cool right mink is like cool but don't type it on fucking gift like on on like uh on Facebook or because a fucking like one of the minks pop up or a mink coat <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> big shout out to Scott fucker has to deal with me more than anybody I'm making calling that motherfucker off like yo who am I fighting who am I fighting get me a fight like, who be fighting what's going on somebody else? we got yo this Message me, can we fight him? Blah, blah, blah. People don't know what's going on behind the scenes, man. For real. And and I and I hate matter of fact, I ain't even gonna do it. I was gonna say something about somebody, but you know what? I can't I can't let motherfuckers shine, bro. You know why? Cause when I come wait, wait until you see what I'm wearing when I come out there, bro. It's the loco show. It's the loco show. Coming out there and we showing out, bro. Well, I can't wait. I do have to say, the last time that you came on our show. You started off, you're a little bit, you know, like, yeah, you know, I'm probably going to fight again. But I'm not really sure, you know. I, I, I'm still passionate about fighting, but I, I don't know if I'm passionate about doing That's- this anymore. And by the end of the fu- by the end of the show, you, you, you called out, like, Brian Duran, right? That was something that happened. And then something came of that, and you guys went back and forth. And then ever since then, you've, because you, uh, hold on one sec, because when I'm talking, for some reason, my microphone's cutting yours off, so we can't even hear you. I don't, I don't know why that's happening. But so when um, 
Then you get off, you get this fight, it falls through, and then you got like three or four more people trying to fight you. So look, you went from like, yeah, I'm going to fight this fight, I don't know, and now you got five more people to fight and maybe someone else after that that you were talking about. So who the hell knows? You got like six fights lined up at this point. So what happened was when last time I was talking with you, Ryan Perez wrote Brian Duran's name in the comments, and you guys put it up, and they said, oh, yeah, what about him? And then I said I'd fight him. And then if you go back in the tape, and then I said, yeah, it'd be cool to fight. It'd be a correction officer versus gang member. I don't know if he's a fucking gang member or not, but it sure as hell looks like one. So that's what I said. Then he made a video about me. Then I made a video about him. So it, it is what it is. I'll fight anybody, bro. I'm not here to cherry pick. It's a fucking fight world. Anything can happen. It's a puncher's chance. It just takes the balls to get it in and show who the fuck's really down. You know what I'm saying? So that's where I'm at. And as far as everybody else and their mother... Coming in after I got a fight, of course people are going to show up when the ink is dry. They're going to show up when the ink is dry. But but when, when the pen is fully loaded and the fucking paper ain't wet, these motherfuckers ain't here. They flying like jets, bro. They out. These motherfuckers are Air Force One. While I'm over here grounded, bro, like a tank. So fuck out of here, bro. These motherfuckers ain't real, bro. I'm too hungry. You know, and last time I told you guys, yeah, I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't, but you know what happens? When I have somebody sign a contract, it's my obligation to put my all into it. Because if I don't, then I might as well not fight. So if there's no contract, there's no fight, there's no ambition. I got the ambition when I got the contract, and I'm like, okay, all steams aboard. Whoop, whoop, let's get on the loco train, motherfucker. Locomotion, and I'm ready to go. So let's do this. Well, there you have it, everybody. Oh. I'm sorry, motherfucking fighters that come in here, you motherfuckers are boring, bro. Y'all need to turn it the fuck up. You need to start having a little personality fucking classes or something, bro. Loco Soto, bro. <laughs> well, Tony, I mean, you come with charisma every single time. You fight, your, your, your fights are exciting, your walkouts are exciting, your weigh-ins are exciting, your interviews are exciting. So, yeah, you, you're right. Everybody could take a note and, uh, and learn a thing or two from the Loco Show. We can't wait to see you fight back in there next week, next Friday, uh, January 27th, BKFC 35, Myrtle Ooh, Beach. I can't wait, man. I can't wait. We cannot wait. We'll see you there live, and we will have an award in hand, my friend. We are going to present this thing, this beautiful thing. I, I We pick it up on uh, Tuesday. So shout out to Boston Engraving for hooking up the awards for Mission Accomplished. Bare Knuckle Awards. We should have it in hand, man. We'll do a little ceremony with you over a steak. All right. Um, I'd like to give us a real personal shout out real quick. Um, I want to give a big shout out to my grandmother. Uh, her, uh, her birth a couple of days ago. She passed away about six years ago. And this month means a lot to me. And, you know, before every fight, I usually pray. And, uh, you know, I hope that she guides and watches me. And I can't wait to put a show on for her on her birthday month this year. So it's pretty awesome. That is awesome, man. Shout out to you, Grams. Um, anybody else you want to shout out? Any sponsors or anything before we let you go? And a shout out, Goat. You already know. I want to give a big shout out to Nate Shook also for dealing with my fucking manager who's dealing with me. And I'm just a crazy motherfucker. Like, who we fighting? And I'm putting pressure on my manager. He's putting pressure on them. So much pressure. We fucking creating diamonds in here. So I'm just... You know, just really, really appreciate, really appreciate you guys, man. BKFC, stand up. We here. Two, 2023, it's time to stand the fuck up. Show the fuck up. And if you want to fight me, you already know what's happening, bro. I'm here. That's it. 
I think we got it, man. Tony, you're a, you're a gem every single time you come on here. We can't wait to see you next Friday. Mike, got anything else for him? Nah, man, I can't wait to uh, give you this award next week. And, of course, send them out to all the other winners. But it's going to be cool to be able to, like, hand the award to somebody. And, uh, you know, we put some effort into this thing right now. You know, we might not put too much effort in other things. But for this award, we went all out. Put that fucking tux on. You guys look handsome. I love it. Put it. That's that's what we'll wear. Tux on the top. I'll be wearing sweatpants, and Kyle will be in, wearing shorts. That's right. Yeah, and house slippers. That's right. That's yep. the, that's the uniform for Myrtle Beach, baby. Flip flops, shorts, and a tuxedo top. I appreciate you guys. Listen, you guys stay blessed, man. Have a great night. Have a great week. Big shout out to everybody on the card. I want to give another shout out. To read, thanks for taking the fight, man. Can't wait to get in there and put on a show with you, bro. Much love. There it is. We'll talk to you soon, Tony. Peace. Later. Later, man. Hey, hey. Oh, one of the best characters they got on the on the rock, like charismatic as a motherfucker, dude. He, and you know what? And, and like he started off a little on the calm side at the beginning of this interview. Yeah, yeah. And then just like Lo- Loco usually does, he dials it up a little bit, and by the end of that thing, he's throwing out freaking metaphors and and taglines and you know we're so grounded putting so much pressure we're making diamonds that motherfucker is gold man uh i hope he i hope he has a great fight with reed next week shout out to reed for taking that fight um man we should talk a little bit a little bit more about that press conference i want to talk a little bit about um about diego sanchez and austin trout i was very impressed by the two of them on stage diego didn't didn't go off the rails too much he he's nope. very he seems very zoned in um you know we saw him last fight kevin lee and he looked good in that fight he sounded all in on this sport if you guys go back and watch that press conference um he was saying how he wanted to get in this thing since 2019 and now it's 2023 and he's finally in there. He's going to do his thing. Austin Trout is extremely confident going in there against Diego Sanchez. Almost like, you know, I can't, I don't want to say a guy's too confident, but he almost sounded like he's not really too worried at all about Diego. And I think that would be a mistake to go in there against a guy like Diego in a fight that you can dirty box and clinch. And you know that's where Diego's live, Diego lives his fucking life in the clinch and fighting dirty. So... Uh, Man, what a what a fight they got lined up there. What do you think about them too, Mike? I think that people are are 100% underestimating Diego Sanchez. I I I get it. I get where the scrutiny comes from. He had that stupid ass shit going on with his dumb manager that for whatever reason he had. You know, I mean Diego's always been kind of an oddball. He's his own guy. And like you said, he didn't get carried away today because I thought he was about to just keep talking and talking. But he didn't. He was good. He seemed like he was zoned in. But the guy, like, I I feel like a lot of people act as though, like, Diego Sanchez, even if in his last, like, three or four fights, as if he, like, got his ass kicked in every one of these fights. Even when he was with Joshua Fabia, he wasn't, like, getting beaten so bad. Like, it was embarrassing. Right. You know, he wasn't winning. Sure. But do you think when he goes in there that like he's gonna get punched and like cower or something? Like Diego Sanchez no. is a straight up dog, man. What the hell? That's what he's known for being an absolute savage, like a nonstop gritty fighter who comes forward, does is not afraid of anybody, and is a freaking absolute animal. Like he is. Right. Of all of all of all like the UFC legends that they have brought in, he truly is a legend. And 
of all the guys that they brought in, he seems like maybe the most cut out for this out of all of them. Like he's a straight up dog. Like you said, he's a grinder in there. He fucking will go in. He's not afraid to get bloody as fuck. He's got a ton of experience. Ton more, more experience, more experience than fucking pretty much everybody on that card put together. It's freaking nuts. Um, he mentioned his be- wrestling experience too. So like right. if he can get his hand on Trout's neck, uh, back it, of his head, like it's going to be a different world in that spot. Not that Trout hasn't trained for this, but it's different when someone's been doing it forever, mm-hmm. you know? And and I will say this, and as a, I mean, I haven't wrestled since high school, but I was a high school wrestler. Wrestlers grips, wrist strength is on another level. And mm-hmm. if you have never rolled or grappled with a fucking real wrestler and he was an all-American wrestler, I guarantee you, you've never felt grip strength or 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 wrist strength. Like some people's wrists are like a fucking tree trunk. You cannot roll their wrists. They're so strong in the wrists and in the hands. Pure wrestlers are. And I'm sure of years and years of grappling and, and wrestling. And Diego's probably right about that. He says, wait till I get my hands on him. He's never felt hands like this before. I, it's it's really uh it's really something that you need to actually feel to understand what the fuck i'm talking about like a matter of fact brennan ward is a local guy around here fights for bellatory everyone knows about brennan ward brennan ward was an all was a was a standout wrestler in high school and college and he went to college with a guy who's in the military with us and when i talked to the dude in the military that that wrestled with brennan at college he said one brennan's crazy and which we all knew and i was yep. like yeah we all know that and he said that dude has the strongest hands and the strongest wrists i've ever felt out of anybody he goes like a like a like an iron rod through his fucking forearm into his hand i could not bust i couldn't bust him down at all and a lot of wrestlers like that man it's fucking it's just true yeah so you know what yeah austin trout far better boxer mm-hmm. this is a bit different than that Diego Sanchez is a dog. So I'm not saying he's going to go in and win or he's going to freaking right. beat the shit out of Austria. But I listen, he's not fucking going to go in there and just bow down to him. It's just not going to happen. So I don't think he's going to get steamrolled. I just don't think so. I, he's just a tough dude, you know? Right. You know, does he get picked apart and lose the lose? He, maybe he loses every round. I don't know. But he, he was not going to give up. I can tell you that. Right. And then in the uh, press conference today, they talked a little bit to John Dodson. I would have liked to have seen Jared Grant there and hear the two of them talk a little bit. But, you know, Dodson talked a little bit about, you know, trying to go after a title in the BKFC 125 division as well as the 125 division in Ryzen MMA. He seems like he is fired up and ready to be very, very busy this year. Um, They announced Greg Hardy's on the card and Greg Hardy is fighting. Stay down. Josh Watson. Josh, stay down. Watch a big man, big man with the tattoos on his knuckles and the tattoo on his head. We saw him, and he's like huge man, he's huge. And um, <laughs> yes. and I like that match. I like that matchup for Josh. I like that matchup for Greg. It's uh, Josh is a tough dude. Yeah, he got flatlined by fucking Atchison, but Atchison yep. is a bad boy. And the same people that'll say. I might be directing this towards somebody. The same person that'll tell us Atchison can flatline fucking Ben Rothwell will try to 
dis uh you know what are you trying what am i discredit Doesn't, josh yeah. watson by saying oh well josh watson got flatlined by atchison well is atchison awesome or, or, did josh, or did josh watson lose to a chump what's going on there anyways this is a perfect fight josh watson's one and oh he's a big heavy hitting heavyweight Greg Hardy's making his debut. You don't want to throw Greg Hardy straight in there with a fucking Alan Belcher or a, you know, or a Frank Tate or someone like that that is a seasoned veteran in the bare knuckle game that can has knockout flatline power. You kind of yeah. want you kind of want to They all I think they all have that. Right. But you kind of want to shine up your new toy and put him on display for the world and say look at this gigantic for, former NFL player that we now have in bare knuckle. You know what I mean? It's it's a great fight. Him and Josh Watson is a great lined up fight, and I thought, oh, yeah. I thought that's yeah. a that's a perfect start for him and Bare Knuckle. Yeah, I, I think it's good too because Wat this will be Watson's uh, third fight. You mm -hmm. know, he lost the first one by knock. He got knocked out pretty quickly, and the second fight he came back with a vengeance and he beat up Kyle uh, McElroy, and he looked good. You know, he's going to come in there. He's not coming in there to be knocked out like. If people are looking at him thinking like, oh, yeah, Hardy's, they're just lining him up for Hardy. He's not going to come in there and 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 just get knocked out. Like, I, I, I do see that a lot. You know, when when matches are made, I feel like I see this all the time. And it's not just it's not just bare knuckle, but I always see where it's like, oh, that's bullshit. You know, or oh, this is that. You know, they just throwing that guy in there to get knocked out. It's like Watson can knock out Hardy and he will do it if the opportunity presents itself like he's yeah. a fucking monster of a dude you know what i want to ask or I, i'm i'm wondering because we did see in the bobo versus ben rothwell there was no time and no weight limit yeah you know what i mean they came in there 285 290 right right when we saw greg hardy i know this was fucking six months ago but he yeah. was well over he was a 300 pounder Easy. massive he was he he was big you guys want to go back in our instagram and look at the face-off video that we have of him in um ben rothwell standing face to face yeah scott farley says 330 ben rothwell and him are standing eye to eye and greg hardy made ben kind of look small compared to him like he was bigger than Ben Rothwell and everybody thinks Ben Rothwell is a monster, which he is yes. absolutely. He is an absolute fucking <laughs> yes, monster. Dude, go, go back in our Instagram and look at that little short little video of them two standing in front of each other. Do you know what month that was? It was like last July, June? June or something. Last June, maybe uh, I it's if you pull up our Instagram and just go to the, the reels, it's in there. But um, yeah, man, oh, man, what a humongous. And there's a picture of me and him standing there talking to each other. And it's in, it was in June and his arm looks bigger than my head. It really does. In the in the picture, in the video of me talking to him, his bicep looks larger than this fucking fat head right here it was absolutely insane man <laughs> um yeah i cannot wait to see that actually happen it's been a while since they announced it and this is one of those ones like they've they've announced some fighters that never we never actually got to see step into the ring and we don't know if we ever will you know what i mean like um like 
uh, Feliz Herrig and, and Todd Duffy. And like, these are names that were thrown out there, but we never got to actually see them. And Greg Hardy's name was said around the same time as Todd. Um, Greg is actually coming around now. So that gives me hope that these other names that we talked about are actually going to be popping up here in 2023. This that's fantastic. a fantastic start to the, there he is. Look at the size of it. Look at the size. <laughs> look, yo, look at his arm in my head. I am 205 pounds and I'm a pretty stout little fucking five niner. Yeah. Um, he is every bit of six, five, 330 pounds. In that yeah, picture. he's he's a massive, massive dude. Like he's huge. Look at the size of his arm compared to my head. Yeah, that, it's your head is... wrapped inside of the skin of, of his bi- in, in his bicep. It's like they took his arm and opened it and just put your head in there, and then just so look at his off. yeah, look at his hand next to my face. It's, <laughs> it's um the entire yeah. I'm telling you right now, this guy is a massive, powerful, gigantic human being, and. You want to talk about supreme athletes. Now, I don't know what state of athleticism he is in right now, but to make it to the NFL and to become like an $85 million contract uh, defensive lineman in the NFL, you are talented on a level that 99% of the country and in the world you know, are not, not as athletic as you. That's just a fact. Like less than one percent of the fucking population make it to the NFL, and that dude did, and he got a massive, gigantic, like ninety-five, eighty-five million dollar contract from the Cowboys. He's something, man. And if and if uh, if he comes in there in shape, actually uh, with some with some good hands going, and he just won a boxing match, it's it, yeah, he's a next level athlete. So. uh Man, I'm excited about that one. That's a that's an exciting that's an exciting yeah. one, especially if if he does well. If Josh wins, you I mean congratulations, Josh. You just you, you know you just beat oh NFL. yeah you just beat one of the best crossover athletes that you you're gonna find. But if Greg wins, you know, and he falls in love with the sport, I can't wait to see what what it, the future is bright, dude. It's right. fucking awesome. I love There's it. So much talent getting added to the roster. The sport is growing so fast. The homegrown fighters are getting more shine now. You know, they're building up to it. You know, everyone knows who Faria is. Richmond did fight in Bellator, but now he's like a main event fighter. Everybody knows he's a champion. Lorenzo Hunt. Nobody really knew him from MMA at all. I didn't know him at all. We met him at Knuckle Mania 1. Now he's a 2-8 world champion. He's up there. You know, they're getting this shine. Uh, It's awesome. When you see the sport where the the fighters that are in uh, homegrown are growing and becoming main events over the UFC talent that's being brought in and all the UFC talent is being brought in or or, uh, boxing, big boxing names. I love it. I can't wait. There's just going to be more and more. You know, there's a whole bunch more names hidden behind these ones. Dude, and as we talked about at the beginning of the show, we kicked off the show talking about this because... Christine Faria has a has a competitor, uh, has some competition here, and she is going to be fighting a girl that is going to be bigger, taller, probably stronger. Uh, I'm just like when I saw when I went back and watched the the two fights by this girl, she's big and she's talented. She can fight, she can box, she has knockout power. Uh, this could be the first 
like real challenge and like real this could be a fucking tough challenge for misfit i i love i love it because misfit seems pretty much goddamn unstoppable right now in this sport she's the closest thing to unstoppable that they have in the sport in my opinion um i think in every other division there's somebody out there that matches up pretty well with the champ uh not that one what's up i was laughing at the comment section sorry <laughs> What's you know, the comment? Which one? Uh, Which... Uh, well, I don't. I'm gonna bring it up. <laughs> well, how how he said it's a dude. <laughs> that made me laugh. But well, because if, if you it watch takes the fight, a dude to fight I mean, Christine Faria, she's still gonna probably kick his ass. So you know, right. it's, it's a, it, I can't it, wait to see it, man. Either either way, this is a it's a it's a tough hill to climb for anyone. I so me when I look at this, I'm like, I hope it's a challenge. Like I see the record. I have watched the two fights, not yep. in 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 their entirety, but I kind of like fast forward through just before the show, like ten minutes before. I hope that it's a challenge. Yeah, but I have like this mindset now that, because of just watching her fight all the time that I'm like, she's gonna ah, mark this girl. She, um, you know, I don't want to count her out because it's like not the right thing to do. But I mean, in my, I just can't help it. Think about just this. Be like, ah, eh, you know it. It'll be somewhat competitive at first, you know, and then maybe she'll just take over. And that's just the way that I see, you know, it's it's, it's tough, you know. It's wild, man. And uh, I know we got Myrtle Beach coming up next week, Ooh, and yeah. we're not going to have any shows next week because we're traveling Wednesday night, and we're going to be down there Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But I know that we're, like, harping on Knucklemania 3, but Myrtle Beach is great. Mer Knucklemania 3, dude, when you look at that card over there, and the, the possibility of a knockdown drag out hunt and Richmond could be fire. Uh, should be fireworks. Trout and Sanchez should be fireworks. Dotson grant fireworks. Um, Bridges Croom. Yep. Fireworks. Yep. The one that is like sliding under the radar here. That could be like sneaky. Good is Hinshaw and Sagala. That one yes. could be a fucking banger right yeah. there because they both love the scrap. They both love to get bloody that's a fucking great fight. Then you got uh Christian Torres against Moreno on there. You yes. know how Chris, you know how the Terminator rolls, and that guy Moreno was pretty impressive in his first fight. That's like they the matching the matchmaking in this one. I don't know anything about Santiago. I gotta be honest, but I don't remember. Maybe I do. I'd have to go back and watch his fights. Um, oh, he beat Jake Young in Albuquerque. He's the guy yeah. that beat Jake Young. Yeah, we talked um, to him. Right. He's fighting Noah Cutter, and you know that Noah Cutter is never in a boring fight. So, boy, oh, boy, they fucking really stacked this card with some well-matched up fights that all have fucking blood fest written all over them, dude. Uh, I love it. it it's, it's fantastic. And, and we've got these two cards, one right after another. You know, there's not going to be much time. When we go to South Carolina, we're going to cover this event. Everybody's going to watch the fights. We're going to be talking about them. And then before we know it, weeks after, Boom, Knucklemania 3. Knucklemania 3. It's like... It's crazy. Yeah. Um, Real quick, before we go off, let's just fucking run through these one more time. We got uh, we got Gogo and Sedano next week. Yep. We got Keith Richards... Uh, not Richards. Keith Richardson and yeah. Justin Scoggins. Yeah, oh, Keith this is another one. Like, we, uh, I can't wait to talk to these guys when we get there because this is a fight. We haven't gotten either one of them on the show. And... Right. Yep. This is a big we, fight. We got Keith Richardson on the show before, but what you mean right. like this time around? Yes. 
Yep. But then, then, then you got this one. That guy, Jonathan Miller, is the one that um, finished off that dude, Reese, that we talked to last time down there in Tampa. Uh, big, powerful dude there. Then you got these two, Dimitrieva and, and the Krasian. This is a great card, too, man. I cannot wait to get down there. I don't know too much about uh, Bushaw. Bushaw, but, you know, Paul Teague. We know who Teague is. Yep. Teague. Um, I'm very interested in this. This uh, I don't remember if he's Russian or Polish dude, but you know what I've always said about guys with Z's or V's in their last name, man. <laughs> you fucking stay the fuck away from them. Uh, and then you got Brimage and Logan. Like, yeah, you got Tony yep. Soto, and that is out of date. We're not yep. we're not watching them fight that, but he's got a new opponent, um, Ricardo Ricardo Armas and Jacoby Lowry. Roberto, Roberto. Oh, Roberto. What did I say, Ricardo? Roberto. Yeah, Roberto Ricky Armas. Ricardo. Ricky Ricardo. Um, man, it's it's a it's, and then you got Steve O. Morris and uh, James Brown. <laughs> It's a fucking great card. I cannot wait for this one. And of course, the, the, the Devin Gibson and Albert Inclon. Yeah. Jesus Christ, Mike. We got some fun fights for to, for us to cover next week live. We'll be down in Myrtle Beach. Stay tuned to um to our content for that one. And that is basically uh Kevin which, Smith said the Miller was out. Miller's out. Damn. Oh, Mil- didn't know I did that. not know that. Did not know that. Let me go. Let me Why is it still on the website? Let me see. Is it still on the website? I'm pulling up the website right now. Might not be on. Nope. I don't see it. He's off. Oh, cool. Yeah. uh, Let me present. Present arms. Yeah. I'm going to present right now. He's from Turkey. Uh, Marat Kazgan is from Turkey. We're We're at knuckle mania here. Let me present this card right here. Present. And we will uh, see if they got updates. Yeah. So yeah, he's, she's all. I hope I hope Andy Wynn brings her mom's beef jerky. I'll tell you that I am. Uh, <laughs> man, that shit was so damn good. I ate a whole bag of beef jerky in one sitting. Not too good for your body, but good for your mouth. Um, <laughs> for your bowels. There we go. They got a picture there of Reed on there, Reed which is there. beautiful. Nice. There we go. There we go. That's nice. Washington and Sayers. Did we didn't have that? Coltrane and Jackson. Yeah. So yo, James Brown. I don't know. I wish we could have talked to him on the show. Wish we could have got him on, but we'll talk to him down there. You know that dude's like six four. Like I, I think that he is no maybe six two, but he is very much um sized like HD Davis for that 145 division which is uh, another long lanky 145er that has a lot of experience and um yeah a pretty nice MMA career so he's got a 10 and 5 pro MMA record and and I watched some of his fights so Stevo has himself a tough fight that that's a that's a tough challenge for Stevo he gets through that one you know that puts him right back in the conversations of 145ers for sure um Here's we the PKFC New Orleans. I was just going to scroll through and uh, see I mean, this card, like look at this card is stacking up too. And I'm so upset because I don't think we're going to be able to make it to this. No, card. we can't. I don't Adams think Belcher, Taylor Lilly, Kelly Harris. I mean, geez. Oh, keep going down. Keep going down for a second. Yep. Right there. Right yeah. there. Go back Williams. up. The man with no face. Henry. Bryce. That's Bryce Henry. That's uh, Baba Yaga. That's or right. Baba. Yeah, that's um, that is Ryan Perez's uh, the guy. That's the guy. 
That's the one. He's been talking about him for a while, and so has every person in that gym talks about how good he is. Yeah. um, We asked Joey Beltran. Bosnick Angel Crow, that would be good. Yeah, that's a great, that's a really good one. We we asked Joey Beltran on this show when he was preparing for his last fight. We asked him, "Have you have you sparred any rounds with the young man Bryce Henry?" And he said he laughed a little bit. He goes, "No, why would I fucking? I don't I don't need that. I don't need to do that." Yeah, you know I mean, like, uh, it's 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 crazy, man. Yeah, it's this card. It's, I don't know too many people on because I feel like a lot of these guys are from the UK and. Oh yeah. uh, I just don't know a lot of them, but I guarantee you these guys are going to come out to fight because, you know, that's where it originated, my friend. That is where it originated. But, yeah, there's gonna, there's some so many great cards coming up. No no names on here yet, but obviously we know. We know, we know one of them. I wonder if they put Britain, Britain on there. Yeah, yeah. Britain's got to – she's got to well, be on it. Tomlinson might be on it. I bet you maybe both of them. That well, you got to figure Reggie's headlining it, right? Yes. Yeah, he, and, he must be. I wonder if they go two title fights on there. Now that we, now that obviously yeah, Britain, Britain and him are both holding belts, man. That could be, yeah. um, you could be seeing, two, we could be seeing two title fights in, in Virginia. Oh shit, man. I fucking love this. This is yeah. great, man. Just kicking off the year. 2023 is going to be the shit. That's going to be it for us tonight, man. Thank you to Tony Soto and Devin Gibson for coming on. Both great gentlemen and both really good fighters. Can't wait to see them next week. We will see you guys all. Scott Farley, thank you for uh, for hooking us up with, with Tony. Kevin Smith, thank you for hooking us up with Devin. We will see both of you gentlemen down there in Myrtle Beach, two of the yes. best guys in the business, Kevin and Scott, work their fucking yep. balls off. They never stop. Uh, and two of, the, two of the nicest guys you could, always, uh, you could ever talk to. Uh, with that said, I think that we can fucking wrap and it Howie up. And Howie and Russ are going to be there, too. I bet you Howie will be there, and we're going to get to meet oh, Russ oh, in oh, person. Oh, 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 before we go, I got to show you something. Yeah? I got to show you something. Um, our, our guy, our guy, Michael Quigg, sent us. Oh, that's right, Michael Quigg. Is anybody you. else in the comments going to be down in South Carolina that we don't know about? We need to uh, meet up, take a picture, say what's up. Beautiful, dude. Look at that thing. Look at this poster. I can't wait to frame that thing up. And I got to tell you, man, he sent us uh, a a few of them so we can do with with them uh, what we want. And uh, I think I think maybe a few of our loyal uh, listeners might fucking. Yes. Maybe getting a few of these. And he also. And I know that Michael Quigg is going to be a super famous, uh, if he's not already, he's going to be a super famous artist one day. Yeah. And and uh, Mike and I With both the likes got, of Van Gogh and Jackson we, Pollock. We got, uh, we got some Michael Quigg messages written to Beauty. us on Beauty. an event that we absolutely loved going to when we watched Mike, Marine, Mike the Marine and the Caveman Dave Rickles throw oh, down in Wichita. It was so cool. Great. Good I can't time. wait. Thank you very much, Michael Quigg, Donnie Brook. You guys are awesome. With that said, Mike, uh, to your bum crease, I say peace. <laughs>